So hello. Hello. Hi, Teague. Hi, Josh. Uh, how are you? It's enough about me. How about you? <laughs> you really don't like to talk about personal details. I'm never doing good. <laughs> You're never doing well. <laughs> I'm never doing well at all. So. Well, you want the you want me to be honest? <laughs> now I'm you fucking know. horrible. Uh, I'm in terrible shape. Uh. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm okay. Good. Good. Um, so hi, hi everyone. We're back. Uh, this is. Noob Talk Radio episode... 19. 19. 19. For the first time correct in at least two to four episodes. It's the first time I've actually... So, listened. if Rami still listens, there you go, Rami. We got one right. <laughs> we can go back to not getting them right... Next week. Directly after this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, how do we preamble this? Um, I guess this is a brief intro... So, you know, last week we did a, or I guess two weeks ago, um, we did a Star Wars episode. Um, I had fun. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was probably our worst episode, but I still had a lot of fun recording it. I'm, like, barely a fan, right? So, I mean, like, I have very little to say about it, and, uh, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, you managed pretty I can't well. imagine it would be all that interesting to hear a non-fan talk about something. <laughs> like, I completely disagree. Well, I think a non-fan's uh, perspective is actually the most interesting, because what we have is a deluge of uh, just sort of Star Wars sycophants yeah, who are willing to sort of, you know, yeah, go I don't know. Beyond, yeah. Just, yeah, just go hog wild mm. over this well, smallest morsel. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I got you. I, <laughs> so, no, I actually think that you're definitely the best perspective. Uh, I like to think, what's the word? Not selfishly. What's the word when you think you're, you're too, you think too highly of yourself? Self-importantly? I like, I like to think that I have a good opinion, but I probably don't. I'm well, probably too much of a fanboy. Even though we establish I'm not a fanboy. No, you're not. You're absolutely not. You're <laughs> a fanboy if you haven't seen all of the movies, dude. I do like it a lot, though, as a series. Yeah, right? no, no. Like, that's totally cool. Yeah. But it's, the last movie's been out for how long now? Uh, quite a while. And you haven't seen it. <laughs> no, There's true. no way you are a fanboy. Yeah, <laughs> I, try, I tried again a, a couple days ago. and uh, Not a couple days ago. Really, like a week and a half. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, try, I think I watched them for two minutes. But oh, yeah. No, again, was just like, eh. Yeah. Now yeah. I think I'll rewatch Mandalorian more. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I never got through Rogue One, but I, I, I wanted to. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, got about 30 minutes in. Yeah. I'm going to do them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've got Disney. I'm telling so. you, man, that K2 robot. Yeah, I know. I watched uh, all his. Uh, I watched <laughs> a video of all of his uh, good uh, good lines. He's the best, right? There's compilations on YouTube that are just his highlights. Eh? <laughs> He's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they are yeah. good. They are yeah. good. Um, anyways, so yeah, just to say, so last week we had a, a, a sort of a I don't know what you'd call that, like a special special focus episode, whatever. This is again, so we're recording a bit less frequency than we used to, and uh, it's again been a month since we've talked about any news. So there's a bit of a like a kind of a large. Uh, docket for today um, might be a bit of a long episode, but I think I've come to terms with that emotionally. I've also realized now when editing that if I stop caring so much about trying to cut it down aggressively and make it perfect, it actually is really not that hard. Okay, yeah, you know that's so, often the case with things, right? Like, yeah, the less hard you try, the yeah. I think I'm accept. I'm starting to accept too that it's like it's not so much the problem is like yeah we ramble, but like. It's a conversational podcast. Like, that's part of the point. Like, yeah. I didn't want it to be like NPR. Yeah. No. Um, but I think the problem is not so much that we talk about t- too many things, more is just I don't accept sometimes that it's like, if you want to have 10 topics, well, you, it's probably going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's but, it. Anyways, we're here. This is going to be a little weird. Uh, we're going to talk about Six Days in Fallujah. This is a very controversial uh, game. That, Old uh, game that they're, yeah. you know, that was shelved uh, to. 12 years ago? 2009. Math. 12. Yeah. 12 years ago it was put on the shelf (laughs) and... uh... Yeah, it was worked on for like, uh, I guess, three years or so maybe. And then it was going to be published by Konami, if memory serves, I think. It's either Konami or Capcom. I get confused all the time. I think it was Konami. I think it's Konami. I think so. Uh, And then they get dropped. Konami got dropped after receiving... Apparently, I dug into this a little bit. It was... They... Not just the controversy surrounding the game at the time. They... Konami themselves was receiving a lot of... Not hate mail, but like... uh, uh, letters from people who were like, you know, like, don't do this. we don't want this game made, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're concerned about blah, blah, blah. Uh, so apparently they did receive a lot of external pressure and they were just like, that's too much for us, you know. Yeah, whatever. Well. Uh, very reasonable perspective. Uh, of course, at the time, it was also only five years after the uh, conflict that it was based on, right? mm-hmm. which is the second Battle of Fallujah. So, you know, so this game, the game resurfaced. 
Um, it's the same... I can't remember what his title is, but uh, the guy who ran the old company, which was... It's either the CEO of the company or the lead director, game director, maybe. Okay. I can't remember. His name's Tante. It's Peter Tante, I think. Okay. Uh, he was... They had a different company then. I'm not sure if they folded or if they just... Uh, massively scaled down and then hired a secondary developer, but okay. they've essentially shifted development to a new company, Highwire Games. I think High it's Wire. called Highwire Games. And Highwire is, which I think is part of kind of an interesting little tidbit that not a lot of people are talking about. Highwire is composed of primarily of X Destiny and Halo developers. Okay, uh, which is really cool. I, I think that completely separate from any controversy over the game. Uh, they're very, very talented in making like war or at least just conflict tactical first person shooters. Right. You know, Halo and Destiny are, uh, Halo especially, have, they have a lot of cachet with the uh, Yeah, I don't know how game tactical they are. Unfortunately, I don't have that much direct experience with Halo. But oh, I played a lot of Halo. Did you? I played a lot of Halo. What? They're good shooters that are good fun. Shooters, yeah. Uh, uh, good I, mechanics. Yeah, I mean, you know. maybe they're considered tactical. I don't know. Like, but when I well, think of tactical, whatever. I think of different, you know? like uh, Yeah, yeah. I guess tactics just in the sense of... Because they, they would throw stuff at you like different scenarios where it's like, mm-hmm. here's a group of enemies here. Here's vehicles in this scenario. Yeah, here's yeah, yeah. the zombie-like horde of whatever they were called yeah. for the taxi, which is significantly uh, the different hive, than the... Thank you. I think mm-hmm. it's the hive. I think yeah. so. Um, that was very cool. Uh, yeah, that was. It was very cool. It was. It was. And they were. They also did cooperative uh, shooter yeah. mechanics quite yeah. well. Right? Very well. Because they were always cooperative. Mm-hmm. So you know that I think at least is promising for like a. I don't want to co-op. It's so hard to not use uh, disparaging terms. With I was going to say like buddy buddy cop shooter. Like I don't mean to disparage the game or anything, but just in terms of like yeah, buddy shooter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Co-op shooter. Yeah, yeah, they make things where you play together with other other people. Yeah. So that would make sense for a game that's about squad based, uh, you know, yeah, urban warfare. It seems a little more like Division Ghost Recon in terms of like when I think of tactical shooters, you know. Yeah. Like. um, Yeah. I, I, a little more. That makes more sense. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just you know, Rainbow Six, you know. Yeah, but I guess at least you know, with X developers from Halo and and, and yeah, Bungie, there's potential. You can know that they are familiar with that yeah, yeah, style sure. of game, or sure. at least some parts of it. Yeah, but yeah, and I guess uh, you know, so this has been gaining lots of headlines in the news. Um, I thought it was kind of fascinating. Hmm. Uh, it's perhaps a slightly more political topic than we usually discuss, which is okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, things are political. Yeah, but um, apparently, apparently, yeah. Sorry to, I guess, get back to the history for a second. So they just uh, the uh, director or head of the company, Tempte, Peter Tempte, uh, just recently announced. This happened like a few weeks ago, I think, that the game is now again under active development. Mm. Uh, they have a new developer and they have a new publisher who I can't even remember who it is at the moment. It's not Konami. It's some, some okay, different yeah. publisher. Uh, and they're restarting the game's development. It's has switched from it was originally going to be a third person tactical shooter uh, and it has switched to a first person tactical shooter okay which I guess makes sense if it's Halo and Destiny yes yeah, totally I mean that, that's 100% that's surprising <laughs> that's uh, more interesting in terms of pure gameplay for me uh, put the political side for a second yeah significantly less for me <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, I think that first person at least uh, if you take the angle of a game like this that's trying to show events that happened in Fallujah try to show at least how they felt for the people in them. It kind of makes sense in some way to have it first person because it's a more personal camera. Kind of, yeah. It's no, like a I, more I intimate you know, way of experiencing things. Uh, the creator, I, I keep saying creator, this is Tempte, I should really just check what his title is, but whenever we say creator at this point in time, it refers to Tempte, whatever his role is. He seems to be the largest sort of like uh, lead of design at the moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who's like uh, been... He's always talking about how the game's going, what direction's going in. So he seems to be the sort of lead on the project. And since I think his old studio mostly doesn't exist anymore, it seems like it's kind of mostly him. Okay. You know, like, because they laid off tons of people when they sort of shuttered it the first time. Right. And then it's this new developer who's not part of his company. They just contracted these Highwire Studios guys. Okay. Tempty has stated in a lot of his interviews that he envisions the project now as more of like a survival horror game. Okay, yeah. Where it's trying to, he wants to give you the impression of what it's like to fight in that kind of intense urban warfare situation where there are, uh, you know, a lot of different aspects. And that battle, it sounds like, I did some minor research on this before talking. We should probably make it clear that we're both not experts on this actual conflict. No. We have almost, I had basically no idea what the Iraq war was before researching this a bit. I now have an extremely limited idea of what it was like. 
Mine's pretty limited, but I did pay a bit of attention before, and yeah, I don't approve of it at all. You know, I think it was pretty bullshit. And it seems um, to be the overriding public sentiment. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You probably, for sure, you have some people that defend it or whatever. But uh, I think, uh, just like Vietnam, I think it's pretty. I, a lot of people kind of question what the government the wars that the government does you know yeah, like uh, yeah. and maybe kind of like Vietnam it's a little bit difficult to defend I think Vietnam was perhaps. when it started I think people kind of woke up to like wait a minute this is like are you fucking serious like yeah. you really like this is what we're fighting for you know um, or dying for uh, I don't know too much about it other than my opinion is it was bullshit you yeah. know like and they yeah. didn't have uh, I don't know that's me, but it is limited, my opinion, yeah. anyways. Or... Well, you know, at least more than I do, uh, I guess I probably, I don't think I've ever s talked about this on the podcast, but for anyone who doesn't know me, I basically am completely cut off from current events. Hmm. I just, it's like, it's unbelievable. Well, this is current. <laughs> this is quite old. I mean... Oh, no, I mean, like, um, world events. I should have said world events. Okay. Yeah. I'm really in touch with video game current events, but I'm completely out of touch with world <laughs> events. Okay. Yeah. Like, what wars are going on, why, you know, who who other countries' presidents are. Like, I'm just, I'm lost, mm. you know? Like, I'm lucky if I know who our prime minister is right now. You know no, what I mean? Come on. Really? Dude, you'd be shocked. Like, I my ignorance? would be. You probably, yeah. Like, <laughs> I probably would be. <laughs> no amount of people in my life have been, like, stunned and I think horrified is probably an accurate word <laughs> about my level of knowledge about current events. Do you vote? Uh, I do, actually, yeah. And I always... Um, that's funny because uh, yeah, as somebody who doesn't know much about... I consider that a problem. <laughs> what, that I vote? That you vote and don't pay attention. Oh, no. Uh, well, the, what I do is... Um, because I do believe in, uh, in uh, uh, citizen participation in the voting process. Right, yeah. And I was convinced a long while ago uh, by a, a friend of mine who was a member of the NDP and is actually quite politically active... Uh, I, it's funny because I have some friends who are highly politically active, even though I know nothing about world events. <laughs> but what I do is I just, um, I go on about, like, a, you know, I take a few days before I vote, and I just do as much research as I can. I investigate all the parties, the policies. Okay. I pick one, and I go, and I vote. Okay. And then yeah. I forget about it until next time. All right. Well. You know, so it's like, yeah, I just, I, I don't care, really, mm -hmm. too much, you know? It's, it's, but I care enough to, when it happens, I'll go and I'll do my civic duty I'll yeah. try and make an informed decision, and I'll put my thing... I don't really believe much will come of it, but I do think that we should participate. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm with yeah. you 100%. I just feel that uh, people that don't pay attention or don't research at all should not vote. Um, I can see where you're coming I from. I don't, uh, because they're manipulated by headlines, yeah. and it's just... Uh, I don't think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think everybody should pay attention. Yeah. And, like, and more look at what parties have done in the past as opposed to what they promise. Right. Because we all know about politicians and promises. Yeah. And uh, I think it's more important to see what they've actually done, you know, like, uh, or what they actually back, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of people are fooled by, again, headlines and just not researching enough and being like oh i can't yeah. believe they did that and it's like are you serious did you not yeah. did you not know what they have they've been doing this the whole time like yeah i mean i don't know but you, raise a, you raise a really good point yeah that's that's just me. It, it actually makes me think a little bit you know yeah maybe it's arguable that if i am only going to do a short burst of research the amount of stuff i can determine in like a couple days before i vote is limited Maybe there is a good argument for I probably should actually just not vote. No, um, no, I think I don't. I th if you're going to do some research, I think uh, I, I think you have to do some research. As long as you do some, you're better off than people that just vote for the sake of voting. Yeah. But I think it's important that your research is based on policies that they actually back and, you know, actual behavior as opposed to promises. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I don't know, my opinion has changed about this a couple of times over the years, but... I don't know. I, I used to vote just for the sake of voting. And, like, I voted for the wrong people so many times. I don't know. If I had just paid more attention, I really would not have done what I did. <laughs> like, hmm. uh, yeah, it's interesting. Well, just the idea that, you know, don't vote if you don't have any idea what you're voting for. That idea by itself is a really it's a good... Um, yeah. You know, yeah. That's a good thing to go by. It makes a lot of sense. I think you so. You know, like, because it's true that a vote that's unguided uh, could be worse than no vote at all, right? Could I, be. I think so. Could be. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it was uh, 
some author said it at one point, talking exactly about that, like uninformed voting and just like the problem with it. Yeah. And uh, and I just I had to agree. You could just, maybe say some issues with the um, the you know U.S. election with where Trump won and people were not super happy about it. Maybe it was again a, a sort of a case of. Perhaps a lot of those people were like, they didn't really realize what was, I don't know. Yeah, but know. the same thing with the current Maybe it was situation. a similar thing. Yeah. With, yeah. with Biden, people sure. are freaking out over it. And it's like, again, like, are you serious? Like, he was the VP under Obama. Did you not know what he did? Like, yeah. he's been a politician for 40-something years. Yeah. Like, he has done things, and you can see what he's backed. And mm-hmm. if you're acting like you're surprised now after voting him in... Yeah. I'm sorry, but no. Like, it makes a lot of sense. You really need. He's been in politics forever. I mean, you can see what what bills he's voted on and stuff. You know, like I mean, it. You really should pay attention to that shit. Um, it's I don't know. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, to come back to Fallujah. So basically, the reason why I wanted to talk about this game was because not just because it was a. It's a fun story in terms of uh, video game development just because you know any story that involves okay studio shutters a game you know 12 years ago uh, it looks like it's completely canceled you know suddenly uh, 12 years later they're back uh, they're still making it any story like that is interesting by itself i find it interesting that it would resurface after 12 years you know you think it would be just kind of like why bother you know like um uh, yeah, I, I find that kind of odd. But. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, the creator says states that, uh, and again, creator Tempe, uh, Peter Tempe, uh, states that, uh, or he says at least in a few of his interviews that he's been. This has sort of been his uh, kind of dream the whole way along. Like he's always been thinking about this project. He always wanted. Like he was upset when it got canceled. He thought the project should come to light. He was enthusiastic about telling the story, and he's always wanted to. Uh, so I guess he just now. I don't know what happened that like he was able to finally find a publisher. But uh, it, to in his words, it sounds like he was excited the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also, to give some background on his company, they used to make, um, a lot of people were concerned over the uh, U.S. Uh, government's involvement in this project. Okay. Uh, or a lot of the people, uh, journalists and, uh, you know, Twitter folks and whatnot, were concerned about the U.S. government's involvement because Tempe's company, uh, I can't remember what they were called before, but the company when it was, when it was his company that was doing active development, uh, they made a lot of uh, military training shooters for the U.S. Right. government uh, that were government-funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's his background as a developer. Right. And then I think the sort of the genesis of this project came from he was working on some uh, training simulators at the time that was around 2004 when this battle was taking place. And some of the contractors that came back from uh, the Fallujah conflict to uh, help consult on his training simulators just were discussing uh, what was going on in Iraq. Okay. And uh, that's how he kind of got the idea to make the project is because they were talking to him about this. And they were, I mean, according to him, uh, they were saying that they would like a game to be, like they think it would be nice to make a game about it mm-hmm. and that there could be an interesting story to tell there. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's what he says uh, from his uh, okay. his old interviews um, in, back in 2009. Okay, yeah. um, So it seems like, and, and to come back to whether or not this game is, because a lot of people are concerned that it's government funded, Tempe's uh, company has stated uh, unequivocally that it is not funded by the U.S. government, whether or not that's true. Uh, but he has stated uh, unequivocally that it is not funded by the U.S. government. And, I would uh, hope not. I mean, it's same here. Funding same a video game. Yes. I do understand funding uh, training simulators. Of course, though. I actually yeah. tried one out uh, when they really? first brought it into the Canadian Army. I tried it out at uh, Cadets in Ottawa back in like 1998 or something wow. like that. Yeah. yeah, my cousin was in Cadets. Chronologically, that makes sense. That's around when they started doing this. Um, and it was uh, what the way it worked was. Um, it was just a a screen on the wall, uh, nothing overly impressive graphically, but you had a C7 uh, with CO2 in it, and it was fitted with lasers and stuff, so it the CO2 gave a... For those who don't know, what is a C7? It's, it's the uh, Canadian version of the M16. Thank you. Um, and uh, it has a scope. I, I, I could be wrong, but this was apparently the the typical rifle or whatever. And I think it's just an M16. An automatic assault rifle, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it... I don't know. I don't know if the C7 was a fully auto. Uh, but it, does, it doesn't... An assault rifle. Yeah, an assault yeah. rifle. Yeah. And, um, and I think the only difference was it was an M16 with a scope. 
basically. Um, probably a different company. Uh, but all in all, it had CO2, so it gave an accurate recoil. And it had magazines that you had to change for accurate ammo count. And, cool. uh, and pretty much you just lay on the floor. There was, uh, I think it was five people. Um, and they had a 50 caliber machine gun as well. And uh, you laid on the floor and waves of people just came at you on the screen and like huh. tanks and helicopters and all kinds of and you just shot this stuff um so it's kind of like lethal enforcers in arcade so you just sort of like a static but you thing had a lot you, you, you had like something that was like it was i'm pretty sure it was a real gun gutted and right. filled with this stuff so it was accurate weight accurate recoil all of these things huh. um but yeah, it was ages ago. So and the video game portion was kind of like Lethal Enforcers. Sort of. Where you I have mean, a it was, scrolling it was, enemies to shoot. It was very, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. there was not much of a game. First person, you know, I guess. Kind of. I, think, I, I think it was something like, uh, I, I could be wrong on the number, but I feel like it was like $1.5 million video game or something. And okay. that was like something that they were, things like the most expensive video game ever made. And, uh, <laughs> By the Canadian government? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, well, it was the sim, a training simulator, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the great majority of the money went into the the gun. Right? Yeah, like, uh, makes being, sense. Being able to shoot a laser accurately, have the recoil, really cool. all that stuff. The yeah. the graphics and all that were like the equivalent of Duck Hunt. Like, I mean, it was yeah. bad. Quick, Doom level or not even? I don't remember, yeah. honestly. I don't, it, it was not good though. If it was yeah, 98, it's Enforcer. probably Doom level. Yeah, probably Lethal Enforcer. Yeah, Lethal Enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. So, not great. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Seemed but amazing at the time. The whole Maybe thing was now. just, again, the gun with the recoil and everything like that and the weight and all yeah, of that's that. That's really interesting. But yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. Huh. And uh, so in terms of like, I, I understand that as like, and uh, they explained the... Uh, how much money it actually saved on range time and stuff and ammunition oh. and all of these things and like how it there, there was a whole bunch of I, I think it might have been like right at the beginning of this technology you know yeah. and um, I think they were trying to sell it you know yeah. and I, I don't think it was a coincidence that it was in a cadets thing you know like, of course <laughs> my cousin was yeah. in cadets and I don't know it was like a, not an open house but you know uh, I don't know I, I, I'm guessing they were trying to recruit more, you know. Of course, like, of course. Um, but yeah, just a, that was a really interesting story. But just to come back to, I guess the game is not a training simulator of any sort. Uh, it is not funded at all. At all, lots of people are like, oh, "It's going to be funded by the U.S." There's does not. There's there's actually no hard evidence that it is funded by the U.S. government. And I don't see why it. They would have be, neither but... do I. They have officially stated it is not. They could yeah. be lying, but they have officially mm -hmm. stated it is not. There's no evidence to suggest it is. Yeah. So that angle, no, it's just a fictional. It's a fiction game, you know, being created by a company in uh, working with a lot of veterans of the War of... Uh, sorry, I guess it's not the War of the Battle of Fallujah. And I, you know, we had a bit of... A, it's such a broad topic, it's a bit hard to know where to sort of focus. Mm. Um, I, Teague and I have been exposed to several articles talking about this. Um, I have heard a little bit about the sort of, like, online rage going on about the, uh, the project, which is both amusing and uh, almost comically... Uh, Online rage to me just sounds like fake rage. You know, it's like Twitter rage and stuff like yeah. that. It's it, you, real rage comes from you know phone calls <laughs> and yeah, like interviews, yeah. letters you know? to Konami. Yeah, you know, like uh, <laughs> yeah. but online, like someone's angry tweeting about it. I'm like, I don't really take that too seriously. Yeah, I mean, I both don't understand that well mm. and don't even really I not too interested in even talking about I, it. I don't think it it deserves a like again. It's like that's the equivalent of screaming into your pillow. Um, yeah. like that's a good way of putting to it. me anyway elegant uh, metaphor yeah. uh, Twitter anyways you know? yeah. like uh, but and that seems to be where most online rage is based right sure like from Twitter yeah uh, if, or focused on somebody on Twitter yeah for something well and, apparently um, I mean there was some massive uh, breakdown from this uh, the lead developer or the head of the studio of Vlambeer games have you ever heard of them no his name is Rami Rami Ishmael Ishmael okay uh, I always confuse him with Rami Malik from uh, Mr. Robot. Okay. <laughs> it's not Rami Malik. Uh, but yeah, he's a f somewhat famous, uh, very active in the sort of scene. Uh, a video game developer at Vlambeer Studios. Vlambeer is a good studio. They've made, they do make pretty good games. Uh, they made Nuclear Throne, which is really under the radar indie game you've probably never heard of. No. It's like a crazy, like uh, fast-paced, like... 
you know, top-down shooter. Yep. Uh, It's super good. It's like an arcade game. I've played it. It's really, really cool. But uh, he apparently had some sort of crazy blowout on on Twitter where he was having uh, what uh, Colin on Sacred Symbols describes as a woke off oppression olympics over who is oh, no. who's more offended by the by the events of the game of uh, six days of pollution colin actually said oppression olympics yeah i've been using that term for ages now. <laughs> isn't um, it genius it's a uh, i originally heard it from a <laughs> professor at concordia gad no sad way. yeah yeah oh. um and he started talking about that like he he used that term often and it it's so fitting like it yeah. really is the case you know? I like, like the woke off too oh, like dance yeah, off yeah no it's it, it 100 I'm, I think it's I so like good. Colin a little bit more now <laughs> oh he's he's pretty spectacular yeah, yeah, yeah he's one of the best people in games journalism no I do like him I just yeah. uh, I don't listen to very much well it's too bad because he actually asked um, the whole Rami Ishmael thing he asked Rami to uh, if he wanted to do an interview on his podcast uh. to discuss um, what Rami may, may uh, uh, take issue with with, the, with Six Days in Fallujah mm-hmm. but yeah he invited him to speak on the podcast and that's when he had a crazy breakdown and like and gotten some sort of like Twitter war with like like he both was like I tried to he deleted these tweets later so it's very hard to actually find what happened I don't oh, really yeah, know no, what happened for sure there's places that uh, or people that uh, screenshotted it and, of course uh, the Wayback Machine but know? that's tough for people like me who are not plugged into that stuff to yeah, find yeah. you know like I think you're a lot better at finding that kind of stuff than I am not really no or like I don't other care. people who use I mean, Twitter I mean I can you know? but I don't care yeah yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways um, so rather than accept the, the offer of an interview uh, Rami just sort of like went off the handle and he had kind of what pe- uh, lots of people are calling a nervous breakdown or mental oh, breakdown no. on Twitter. Uh, and there was just a bunch of back and forth. And he was also fighting with this other lady. I can't, I can't really talk about it. I don't even understand. You okay. know? But basically, I think, like Colin said, a bit of a woke-off oppression Olympics yeah, yeah, surrounding yeah. the game. And very focused on... They kind of very made it very much about them mm-hmm. uh, and not so much about the actual topic of the game. Usually it's the case with these... Uh, this these politics or not politics but this yeah woke off or whatever it's uh who can be or who's more oppressed oppression olympics exactly who's the more offended argument about you know which side is more it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like it takes a lot of focus away from the actual so i tried yeah totally i tried when i was researching this to just focus on articles discussing the actual game right not you know but um yeah i mean i guess it's hard to approach this but basically uh it's a curious game uh from the aspect of just you know, this is a realistic, uh, or trying to be a realistic um, telling of this this battle that took place. It's a highly controversial uh, war to begin with. Uh, lots of, you know, there was a lot of civilian casualties. There was some uh, U.S. casualties as well uh, on both sides, right? Yeah. Uh, there was some war crimes that were, I, I guess, alleged because they maybe never were... Um, put through court i don't know i don't know but there was uh you know I don't think i think it was I, I think it was confirmed and then it was like agreed like you can't use this right uh, i think yeah there were some war crimes in terms of um i don't know about civilian stuff but there was the use of white phosphorus right. which is known but, whether or not it was ever actually admitted by the u.s government i can't remember yeah. but it's at least uh, the fact that it was used is known widely known I think that the phenomenon of making a game about a topic like this is kind of interesting in and of itself. Mm. Um, I think that it is a neat idea to try and use video games as an art form to um, explore uh, real events in history. Whether or not it will be a good, uh, quote-unquote, a good product, and good both in the sense of, like, you know, a good game. Well, I don't, even, I don't think we even really need to talk about that because it's almost certainly not going to be a good game. But uh, Who knows? It could be. I think historically speaking, games based on like wars or stuff like that, they tend to be like not very actually good. I'm just looking at you have people that did Halo and Destiny. That's a really good point. I'm, I, yeah. I, you can't have a first like I, I can't imagine them making a first person shooter that isn't good. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, like whether it's okay to make it or not, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I get the touchiness, but uh, if you start saying like you can't make anything about reality then like how far does that go yeah uh so no movies no well that's just it is that i feel like we're so used to the idea of film being about real events like that i think a lot of people like i was actually talking to my mom about this yesterday um and to get a bit of a different perspective and you know i think for a lot of people 
Like, the, the video game industry is both a little bit too young to be taken seriously, and also, you know, people still have some, maybe, I think, a lot older or, like, sort of older segments of the population still uh, carry with them the idea that, you know, playing a violent game can induce a lot of violent yeah. behavior. Yeah. Um, and this has almost categorically proven to be false. Oh, it is, no, it is false. Like, like uh, it's, of course, very, very difficult to prove, tr you know, whether or not... Uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you can always make it look like it's causing it. But you can make anything actual, look like anything. Actual hard evidence to the fact that people who play violent games commit violent acts... Is, doesn't exist. Pretty much doesn't exist. Um, and I can say, as on a personal level, I have been deeply fascinated with first-person shooters where you murder scores of people ever since I was a kid, and I am one of the most nonviolent people you'll ever meet. I have not been in a fight in my entire life. Um, I actually did martial arts with you specifically mm -hmm. to combat like a feeling of like like confidence issues with myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I've never been in a fight. I'm completely nonviolent. I'm not very confrontational. Right. You know, like. Yeah. And I play ton. I love first-person shooters, you know. Mm. Like, anyways, so I talked to her about it because I was kind of like trying to just be like, you know, why should we resist exploring these types of things, specifically in video games? Like, we explore them all the time in film. Mm. What's the di like? Why could we not also do this other highly artistic, you know, what I would consider a highly artistic medium? Um, video games has demonstrated, you know, time and time again that it is capable of handling some serious topics. Like, games <laughs> can can have meanings. You know, oh, they, yeah. they can have artist intent. Hellblade. Like, All I have to say is Hellblade. Absolutely. You know, there are games about depression. There are games about isolation. There's all sorts of, you know, and the experiential aspects of games. The fact that you participate in what's going on actively instead of just watching something. My mom was saying, she's like, but you participate in films too. And I'm like, it's true, but in a very, very passive sense. Yeah. Right? Not in a, I'm going to open the door. Yeah, maybe if it was a choose-your-own-adventure or something, but like... Uh... They've tried those. They don't work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I've seen them on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> They're bad. You yeah, try they... them? No. no. Uh, I my girlfriend... Uh... I refuse. No <laughs> my way. girlfriend was like, my coworker tried these and said they were hilarious. They're har they are hilarious. I believe it. <laughs> bad, but hilarious. Anyways. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that, you know, uh, video games can provide a unique particip participatorial aspect that film cannot. Mm -hmm. um, and that the potential exists to do something interesting there. Yeah. Will you do something interesting? Who knows? But there's potential. And I think, I guess, from that angle, I think it's cool that this game can exist. Yeah. And that, you know... I think there is a limit to it, too, though, like, as to what should be or what is okay, you know? Like, I, I don't think you should have a video game where you're playing a school shooter. You know, yeah, um, like that. I, I don't think that that is 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 okay. You know, like I'm know, super anti censorship yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. that is something that I don't think needs to exist. It's a real tough one. Because um, it's but, like... but I mean, that's kind of similar to this in terms of like they shouldn't have been there. Like that, you know, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, we can say that you know, yeah. F in some ways, you're drawing a school shooter analogy. Um, I the, think the, the Battle of Fallujah existed. Yeah, I, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, heinous stuff like that is a little bit difficult to justify. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, in, in the Battle of Fallujah, there was a very large number of civilian casualties. Mm -hmm. uh, I could be wrong, but I think it's you know the troop casualties or coalition casualties were. Uh, I think there was a hundred and something uh, U.S. Uh, troop casualties and about four to six hundred injuries. Uh, injured mm. on the coalition side, which consisted of about 13,500, if I'm not mistaken. That's all the U.S. and Britain and coalition Iraqi forces okay. uh, together. I think it was around 13,000. Uh, and yeah, there was 100 deaths on the on the U.S. side, specifically not including the coalition and British. Zero in Britain, I, I think, because they basically didn't participate. They, okay. kind of, they just like oversaw a little bit. They had one regiment that they... You know, not heavy participation. But um, so yeah, not that many uh, yeah. combatant casualties and the civilian casualties uh, and insurgent casualties uh, put together um, I think we're talking in the tens of thousands not like hundreds um, again yeah. uh, this is a very limited factual uh, research on my part 
If I'm wrong, I apologize. But uh, from what I looked at, it seemed to be a little bit. Uh, I'm just seeing a whole jargon numbers now, and I remember, uh, like, I do remember seeing specific numbers. But yeah, it yeah. was like there was I'm a pretty lot. Pretty sure of the civilian deaths is in the tens of thousands. A lot of not the hundreds. Right? Yeah, no, like, no, I, tens of thousands. Definitely like thirty definitely, to eighty. I'm definitely sure. in the thousands, and like I'm thinking tens of thousands. Yeah, like yeah. it was a lot. It yeah. was. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, so all that to say, you know, just to, because you were saying about the school shooting analogy, mm-hmm. uh, this is a similarly uh, somewhat um, um, of, of an atrocity, I guess you would say. I don't know what could, you would yeah. call it, massacre. You know, what, no, I mean, but you get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was pretty rough. Yeah. Like there was yeah. some, some pretty nasty stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think that it just, you know, I would agree with you that there probably are limits to what you can sort of like maybe some things you shouldn't try and safely explore I don't know um, but real oh, a rape simulator or something like that yeah that like, stuff come is on. Like, no. kind of nasty like, yeah, just, I, I, I don't think that you. that deserves a place like I, I don't know I, maybe yeah. that's just me but like I have I, I have trouble with that stuff just from the freedom of speech angle, but I don't like I don't would never support it or, no, or you no. know I don't think it's good myself I just you know I guess the, that's a whole other you know what should sh- even be allowed period is a whole other discussion yeah I don't think people would have I the backing to make yeah. that you know like yeah. I, I think yeah. enough people yeah. are smart enough to be like no yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 where and they did that with this 12 years ago yeah you know they said no um, totally yeah but again, I, I don't know. I've, it's it is really touchy. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting was in the original. Uh, there was some. Um, I believe this is actually from the video you sent me. We should probably say what some of our sources are. So yeah, Teague sent me a video uh, that explains the original um, canceling of the game. This is on the. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, but G V M E R S channel on uh, YouTube. I'm going to say gamers because I don't know how else to pronounce it, but it's like GVmers. Uh, and the title of the video is The Most Controversial Unreleased Game uh, Dash Investigating Six Days in Fallujah. And that's just about the original uh, game being cancelled in 2009. Uh, it doesn't deal with the uh, more recent revival. Um, and in that video, yeah, and I guess, sorry, some of our other sources are I did some research on the Wikipedia just about the actual battle itself and the history of the game. Um, and then there's a gamesindustry.biz article where the developer talks about, um, the article is called Six Days of Fallujah Dev, quote unquote, I don't think we need to portray the atrocities. Um, that's an article about just the Peter Tamte guy talking okay. to gamesindustry.biz about that. Um, I also did, we did a little bit of research. I didn't have time to go through these articles in uh, in depth. Um, there's a lot out there, uh, but there's an article on enemy.com um, about six days in Fallujah publishers saying game is not trying to make political commentary. Uh, that has some. Oh no, I'm getting that wrong. Sorry, that's similar to the GamesIndustry.biz one. The GamesIndustry.biz was the he originally spoke to GamesIndustry.biz and Polygon. So those are the two original sources. Okay. Anything else is just reposting that stuff. Right, right. Um, and then, sorry, I also checked into a little bit on the nextweb.com. Um, there's an article called uh, I'm an Iraq veteran and a hardcore war gamer. Here's what's wrong with Six Days in Fallujah. I read that article, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, I tried to get through these and I, I had some internet access problems yesterday and uh, some time constraints. <laughs> but then also there's an article on thegamer.com. They seem pretty interesting just in terms of... P- positing reasons why you would maybe not want to have a game like this. Uh, Thegamer.com had Six Days in Fallujah veteran from Iraq War. Again, it was unclear to me because one of these articles uses the name of the gentleman or identifies him somehow. I couldn't tell if these were two different veterans or the same one in two articles Mm -hmm. because one of them just didn't say who the source was at all. So I find that kind of sketchy, you know? Like if you it's don't, a little sketchy. If you don't give up the source, yeah. it's kind of like, I, yeah. I get it sometimes, sure, you know? like, uh, yeah. But not yeah. in this situation. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so that's what we checked into before doing this. Mm-hmm. And the video, uh, I got onto the topic because I was just saying in the video that Teague sent me about the original controversy, they showed some footage of 2009 when it was originally canceled. And I think there was like a lady... Uh, oh, Fox. Was it Fox? Yeah, they were sh- they were shitting all over it. And they were saying, yeah. calling it like, no, they were saying how it can't come out and stuff. And like, uh, yeah, it was it was the right that was against it. It seemed at that point. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Which, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, but yeah, they had, like, foot uh, testimony from a lady. Uh, I can't remember if it was, died. like, her son died yeah. or she knew somebody who died. No, Maybe I think was, her son died, yeah. There you go. And she was like, you know, this is... Um, 
she was just like really upset about the game coming out and like you know please don't make this like mm-hmm. I don't think it's good it's, it's good to have this out there um, so there's you know there's that kind of stuff then there's I guess you can you know which is an angle that I can understand I actually try to think about that a lot before coming here like the, just the idea of like because this is not something that's talked about in the current articles a lot. Mm. The idea that, you know, there are people who are affected by this conflict who are both... Like, there's both... The ramifications of the Iraq War are kind of still going on in some sense. Absolutely. And then there's also, you know, people who either participated in the conflict or know people who participated in the conflict whose lives it continues to affect. Mm-hmm. And just that whole argument of, like, some of them are like, you know, we don't maybe don't really want this game being made about what's going on because it's a little sensitive for us. Yeah. And that's not something that a lot of the articles right now explore. But I think that's a super valid opinion. I think it's... Um, Yeah, I think the people who it affected directly... So, you know... uh, uh, Soldiers... uh, People on the other side... uh, I think people that it affected... Soldiers, Iraqis... Everybody um, that it affected directly, I think, have a lot more to say than... Or a lot more of a leg to stand on than others, you know, like... uh, I think that's part of Colin's objection to the um, woke-off oppression Olympics that was happening with uh, Rami and this other person online. Right. Because you were saying you understand when it's people who are sort of involved in the conflict uh, having objections. If your son died in the thing, I can understand you being not so okay with it. If your, you know, uh, husband was killed in it because you couldn't get out in time, I understand not... Yeah. thinking that this is okay. You know? I was just trying to say some of the people yelling about it now, they just don't seem like they have a lot of direct no, involvement like that. It's, it's a lot of tertiary or secondary... Virtue signaling. Exactly. And it's yeah. kind of gross. It's a little gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the same way that some of these games are exploitative, it's a little exploitative and gross. <laughs> that Absolutely. Type of, that type of uh, behavior and dialogue. But anyways, um, so yeah, so you know, it's one thing, like I completely understand people's objections who are like involved in this conflict in some way and them being like this is very sensitive Mm -hmm. and like maybe I don't feel like a video game coming out that some people could describe as soldier porn is like a good thing I could really understand that Mm -hmm. that that argument uh, resonates a lot you know Um, and I can kind of also see the other side of like if you believe what uh, Tamte Studio has said um, he is working with a lot of people who actually were in the Battle of Fallujah, mm-hmm. uh, if you believe what he says. And these people uh, would very much like this game to be made. Right. And would like to participate in making it, would like to help him to uh, make a nice... Re- when I say stuff like nice, I don't mean like positive. A I well mean done. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like a well done uh, representation of this conflict. One that's accurate to how it felt for them. Uh, one that's similar to their experiences. And I think that, you know, so there's a lot of... There's a lot to pick apart here, but I can see definitely see both of these angles. Taking apart any of the virtue signaling stuff, it's like, yeah, some real people have feel uncomfortable about this game being made. And have I think they have legitimate. legitimate reason to, you know? Like I totally, do, I totally. Do think so. so it's hard to navigate this because, yeah. you know, on the one side you have, like, people who think this is maybe a little bit too sensitive, mm-hmm. and then other people who were also involved and maybe think that it could help in some way, you know? Yeah. Or could tell some sort of, uh, some sort of story that is valuable for, for, for the public to experience. Yeah, I don't so, see how you know. helpful it would be, honestly. I mean, I guess it could be, maybe, but I, I personally, I just, I, I don't see it being overly helpful. You know, helpful. Like, I could see, uh, I could see it as being helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helping people to process what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I guess it, we have to wait and see what the end product is, right? Well, that's like, part of again, it. Yeah. All of this, all of this speculation on something that's not finished yet. You know, it's it's kind of. I mean, again, like it's one thing to have objections to it, but. It's kind of not really fair until we know what it actually is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I do understand some people being, object, you know, not, not being on board with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're not talking about those types of things a lot today, mm-hmm. but in 2009 when they canceled it, was, that was like everything, it seemed. In exactly. That, uh, yeah. 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 And I'm a little surprised that we haven't heard more about, maybe it's just too early, but maybe, because I feel like some of the voices who were a little opposed to this on you know some of the kind of seemingly civilian voices who were opposed to this in 2009 I wonder if we'll hear a bit more from them yeah if they're still opposed to it or if it's changed direction into the again the the virtue signaling yeah and just you know like this is not okay because maybe it was just a question of too soon back then because it was extremely soon it was was five years after that battle happened yeah maybe they feel that there's a bit more distance now I don't but I mean it's still the ramifications from it are still going on, right? Yeah. Like, so... 
I don't know. I mean, yeah. like, is it ever going to be an okay time to put it out? Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, that's something that the creator has talked to. Tamte, again, I say creator, I think he's just the CEO, I can't remember. But one of the things that Tamte has spoken about is that, or one of the reasons why he gives for doing it now instead of later, is he's like, he does also, part of him wants to do it while it's still, like do, uh, when I like do, do it, I mean create this game, uh, publish this game, is to do it while it's still relevant. Right. Like, it, yeah. because he feels that, I guess, you know, to distance yourself too much from the time in which it actually happens might reduce the value of the product somehow. Right, or, you know? yeah. I, okay. Which I can see, okay, you know. Yeah. Um, that's, again, that's a two-sided thing where it's like some would think it's worse, some would think it's better. It depends on your perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he has said that he wants to sort of like have it happen while while the events are still well, somewhat fresh relevant. in someone's mind anyways so they can actually yeah yeah, just, yeah things change yeah yeah um but yeah it really is an, uh, a touchy subject it and, is a very uh, touchy subject yeah and just to be clear it was super shitty on the u.s's part <laughs> my opinion sure I'm, yeah i'm yeah like yeah i yeah. don't know I, yeah, 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 yeah i'm a pretty like yeah i mean okay yeah yeah like yeah I don't want to get into like an uh, actual discussion of real armed conflict that much, but like I, you know, I don't think I've been okay with a war since like World War II. I haven't felt enthusiastic about any war in the world's I think history. World War, World War II, <laughs> I think, was like probably one of the like. I mean, again, it maybe needed to happen, but it still was not a positive. It was not good. No, no, no. But I mean, like again, <laughs> yeah. it, it did sort of need to happen. You yeah, know? like yeah. it seems because there was a lot of bad shit happening. Sure. Right? Um, yeah. Whereas yeah. like this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I. it's very interesting the way um, some of these interviews with Tamte have gone. He said a lot of, like, sort of somewhat contradictory things. Mm. He stated very hard. You can go check. Uh, there's the GamesIndustry.biz article. There's the... Sorry. Polygon? There's the Polygon uh, interview, which is a bit of a weird choice if you want to have an apolitical game, because he claims to want to have an apolitical game. Polygon is a highly political uh, website. <laughs> Um, and then there's uh, Highwire, is it Highwire? Tente's Studio, whatever it's called. Uh, their website has also an FAQ about the game and about how they're tackling the topic. Okay. Right? So, and on all three of these forums, uh, he has stated uh, the same thing, which is that he does not want to have this be a quote-unquote political game. He wants to tell an apolitical story about the events that took place. He wants to mostly just, he, or he's trying to focus on telling the story of the actual battle that took place and not so much the things around it. Right. Um, which makes sense in some ways, because, of course, whenever you tackle a real-world thing like this, you have to choose an area of focus, mm -hmm. right? Like, you can't tell the whole story. You, no. You can never tell everything. No book no book or TV show or, or game can ever tell everything, right? Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, so he's trying to... He's saying a lot that he wants to have a non-political uh, product, but he's also saying a lot of other funny things that you would think... You know, I guess I think a lot of people are saying, first of all, it's impossible to have a non-political product about uh, particularly a conflict like this. I would agree with that. I think it is impossible. Yeah, probably. And the idea that you could have a non-political thing is just silly to begin with and like a little naive, perhaps. Well, it was politics that started it, right? So He's obviously saying that just to try and avoid uh, mm -hmm. no. press, right? Yeah, yeah. But he also has said a lot of weird things in his, um, in his um, interviews that don't really make sense with what he said about it not being political. Like, for example, there he has stated that they're not going to explore the war crimes committed in the game, which is the use of uh, the white phosphorus, right? Right. Uh, maybe amongst other things. Uh, again, my understanding is limited. I'm guessing there was other things too. Probably, yeah. Uh, I just don't want to talk about anything I don't know about. But um, he has stated that they're not going to explore that. And for very good, you know, he gives reasons. Like, the reasons he says are like, you know, I don't think we need to explore... Um, the, some of the atrocities that happened in order to understand the conflict itself. And it's like, that kind of makes sense, but it's a little weird to sort of say on the outset that you want to have something that's not making any political statements whatsoever, but then to also, to leave out uh, sort of things that are really key parts of the controversy is a political statement, kind of. Yeah. Like, to decidedly not discuss that is a political stance. Yeah. So it's a little weird. That what You know, what he's saying does not match a lot what of the behavior. Yeah. yeah. There's also some stuff in the game where he's uh, stated, I can't remember if this is in the 2009 uh, interviews or if it's in the recent ones, but he at one point uh, stated that uh, it will not be possible to kill civilians, for example. Right, because they will fail. Yeah, uh, that if you were if you were to kill any civilians in the game, it'll be an automatic game over, which is another really weird choice to make because 
it's not very representative of what may or may not have happened in the actual conflict. Something I've seen in it too is that there are no people that are, there are no children with uh, explosives on them. There are no women that are, you know, going to pretend. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it, there's none of the stuff that, like, um, categorized some of the urban warfare. That yeah, like yeah. some of the stuff that happened for sure. Um, they're not going to throw in, you know. Like, yeah. and it's like, okay, I get that because you can't really, uh, you don't want to show that, but it happened, right? And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to show, and an I'm not actual saying they should show it. No, I'm just saying that it's but, political to choose not to show it. Exactly. Right. Right. Like, so I mean, I, I, I I'm sure situations did happen where you know a woman got killed you know like or a child got killed or, or whatever and like yeah you're not putting that in the game but it happened you know yeah um so i don't know i mean it is really touchy yeah um, yeah and you know it's um the those two articles that we just we spoke about earlier that were anti this game coming out that were from actual war veterans mm -hmm. uh, most of what they were saying is like the the things that he said about what he's actually going to show indicate that it is not going to be a faithful representation exactly. of this conflict exactly. whatsoever. Exactly. And they're like, that's fucking bullshit. Well... Like, that's what makes this, you know, soldier porn propaganda nonsense whatever. In their eyes, right? Yeah, like, like you're... And I think it's a pretty valid You're saying projection. one thing and doing something else. Exactly. And it's just like... It, it's such... It's so touchy. I'm like... At first I was like, really, like, yeah, it's, I think it should yeah. be made. With all the headaches, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Just scrap it. <laughs> Just scrap I mean, it. I think that no matter what, this is probably a good thing for mm. the video game industry in general. Mm. For the, for, sorry, for the artistic medium of video games in general. Because this is... You have to, in order to have things of value, you have to go through teething things like this, right? Yeah. Where you produce things that are probably not very interesting, but that at least try and tackle real subjects. And that will eventually get us... Yeah, even if it doesn't get made, it's shining some light on something that happened, and it's bringing—it's bringing the conversation to the table, you know. Yeah. Like, so it is arguably a good thing, you know. Like, um, absolutely. Whether it's whichever side it's promoting, you know, like or whatever. It, even if it isn't, it's just—it's good that it's coming up, you know. Like yeah. It, the only thing worse than. <laughs> than not talking wait what the only thing worse than talking about it is not talking about it thank you yeah. <laughs> I knew it's it was like, there uh, somewhere it's just yeah I don't know yeah. so yeah but I'm with you on that sense that it's like discussion of real things that happen in the world is good mm -hmm. no matter what yeah because it gets you talking about just as a, as a citizen as a, as, a, as a human being well you may it's have it's nice to like I was saying before, I have very little uh, cultural sort of gl global world event awareness mm -hmm. and researching this topic has got me to know a little bit more about this conflict that happened. Yeah, you may and I knew literally nothing about the Iraq war before this, right. except for the fact that there was an Iraq war. Yeah, I... I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah, you know? I knew it I wasn't good. I knew it wasn't good. I was Super very... Super touch that stuff. Very anti-Bush, both Bushes. I hated them, like, with a passion. And, yeah. uh, and all of this... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was pretty against it back then. Um, and... You know, I think it's it could be good for some people that have a fixed idea on it that don't really know much about it. Looking at it or a game, or it being a topic of discussion, could shine some light and and change some people's minds into mm -hmm. you know that thought that this was okay. It's like holy shit! Like that's where I was coming from. It's was like not okay. There can be value in this yeah. to show yeah. you know like and a lot of what Tamte has said. It's a very he's all over the place that's, in the messaging. Yeah, right? but a lot of what he has said is like he really wants to just show uh, that this really unpleasant conflict happened and to get people to sort of understand a little bit more about it just in the sense of get to know what it's like understand that war can be pretty nasty business yeah kind of right yeah. which is a, not a bad thing to want people to understand no right they like, should they absolutely should exactly. understand that it you know it's especially not... people that are not in wars because we don't have much of an idea yeah you know, even like... people that are like very pro war you know like sure. need to see yeah. some of the horrors to be like dude it's not that yeah. okay you yeah. know like it really isn't and yeah. if you talk to soldiers like most vets are not very uh 
pro-war you know yeah. like uh I mean, that's what bodes well for this project is that if you believe what was said it is veterans of fallujah that are helping him to make this game right right and who knows like maybe it'll turn out to be just exploitative hollywood garbage yeah but in theory it could be a really interesting exploration exactly right? yeah, yeah yeah so that's pretty much it for that yeah right we'll come back uh, after a short break and we'll handle some news sounds good 